You're listening to the Human Up Podcast. My name is Victor Ung. This is a podcast about how to use emotional intelligence and how to better understand ourselves and our emotions and those of others. In this episode, I talked to Kendra Lee, a writer and self-love coach who blogs about the Japanese philosophy of wabi-sabi. I'm excited to have her on to talk about this philosophy and how it can help us live a happier life. We'll get into what wabi-sabi is, but for the most part, it's about embracing the imperfections, something a lot of us struggle to do, especially me, being a perfectionist myself. And when we're comparing ourselves to everyone else on, on mainstream media and social media and even just within our own immediate network, it's hard not to want to be perfect at all times. You know, you, you want to always put your best foot forward. You want to you wanna show that you're, you know, you can handle whatever comes your way or that you, you know what you're doing or that you show no weakness. Uh, but embracing a, a philosophy like Wabi Sabi can be very relieving. So without further ado, let's let's just get into it right after a message from my sponsor. First off, thank you for being a listener of the Human Up podcast. I definitely have so much to say and express and all the things that I've experienced and observed throughout my life that I've honestly been cultured and, and kind of pressured to, to bite my tongue against. So I really love being able to use this platform and this medium as a podcast to do so. And it wouldn't be possible without Anchor.fm, which is the hosting platform I use to distribute this podcast. It's perfect for me right now because it's free and automatically distributes my episodes to all the different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And the cool part is that there are tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you don't even need any extra software or services to, to create the podcast. And you can even make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership by recording ads like this. So if you have a message to send and ideas to spread, definitely download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And who knows, maybe we can collab and create a, a podcast episode together. If you do end up creating one, you should definitely hit me up and, and we can do something there. With that, let's get back to the episode. All right. Thanks, Kendra, for uh, being on the podcast. It's good to have you here. Thank you for having me, Victor. Yeah, um, I, we met on Facebook of all places, but it's. I think we, everybody meets each other. Everybody meets people on Facebook these days. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's nowhere else. Yeah, it's we a, don't go out anymore. Exactly. We're just all <laughs> hiding in our rooms, <laughs> talking to people online. No, but uh, it's it's cool to to be on uh, be on a podcast and be able to talk to some stuff here. I think um, there's a lot that we have in, in similar in, in some ways. And, um, I was interested in your experience and knowledge around the Japanese, is it a philosophy you would call that? Or... Yeah. Philosophy, way of thinking. I yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wabi Sabi is what it's called. Mm -hmm. So sounds very, you know, similar to wasabi, but it's not the same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you're making me a little hungry for sushi right now. Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but, yeah so um 
Cool to have you here. I think we connected too. I was reaching out and and wanting to connect with other Asian coaches. Uh, that's something that was rare for me to find in the coaching mm. industry, and uh, or or people who at least would you know prioritize mental health and emotional well being. So it's cool to connect with you in that sense. Um, but for now, I think before we get into all that stuff, I, maybe we could start with a little bit of your story and your background, um, maybe your journey in, uh, in, in getting into coaching or, or at least like what your interest is in Wabi Sabi as well. So, yeah. Yes. Thank you, Victor. Um, so um, I started Wabi Sabi as, you know, Wabi Sabi Happy Life is the name of my blog, I would say, or website. And I started it because um, this way of thinking, uh, you know, Wabi Sabi has really helped me in my life. And I really want to spread this this um, philosophy to ma- as many people as possible, if they find it suitable to them. There are many different philosophies out there. Um, so three years ago, um, I became a stay-at-home mom. Um, before that, I was working um, in the corporate world uh, in Malaysia, in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And then uh, I got married and moved to Switzerland. And um, it was a very hard time for me when, when I made the move from a being home, you know, where your home country is, where everything is familiar, uh, you speak the language, to Zurich, Switzerland, where it's mainly German, German speaking. So you have to learn the language so I, I found myself, um, after I became a, a mom, I quit my job and then I stayed at home. I, I, I was a little bit down. I mean, okay, not a little bit down. Maybe I had postnatal blues or even a little bit of depression because, I mean, having made the big move to a foreign country and then quit a, your corporate job, got pregnant, and then having a new born to take care of with no family or friends around you was really tough. So I struggled with the transition, like I said, and the demands of being a mom, right? And then eventually, I also met other moms as well um, through social media, Facebook groups, and we met up. And then it occurred to me that all the moms have the same feeling in the sense where they feel they struggle with motherhood if they're a first-time mom. And it's not just the demands of motherhood, but also their guilt of being not being the perfect mom. You know, their guilt of not being there for their kids if they work, or they have a messy house, they're not preparing dinner. So it's all about uh, being guilty and not being good enough. And I also had the same guilt. I think um, the first guilt as a mom that you will face is whether you breastfeed or you give formula milk. Right. So that's the guilt again. So I, I struggle with guilt and I struggle with a messy house. I struggle with just not being able to do my daily tasks like I used to with a baby in tow. So not having everything in order while raising kids uh, was tough. And I f- fell into this thinking trap where I wanted my house to look perfect uh, while taking care of a baby. And then out of one night, out of the blue, um, I was just reading something online and then this article talked about wabi-sabi and it was like, at first I was like, what? Wasabi, wabi-sabi, what is it? Hmm. And I read on and then they mentioned that um, wabi-sabi, at first it was used in the interior design speak because they were talking about how not having everything pristine 
in, uh, in, in, in the interior design. It's about appreciating an old cottage, for example, with uh, walls or doors that are a bit rusty or window sills that are a bit rusty. So it doesn't look perfect, but there's beauty in it. So they talk about Wabi Sabi that way. And then they translate that into um, when you live your way with the Wabi Sabi thinking is that you know, you look at yourself, you look at your environment, and you may see um, that not everything is new. For example, you, you're aging, right? Human beings age. And then, you know, you, you yearn for the youth. You yearn for the days when you were younger, less wrinkles and all this. And when Wabi Sabi comes in is that, look, you have to understand the lines and the wrinkles is beautiful because it's not about having perfection all the time. Right. So, and then it just came, came to me and say, wow, uh, yeah, you know, I can accept my life how it is, which is messy, right. And imperfect. So it, it took a load off my shoulder and there are only three truths to Wabi Sabi. So it's very easy to remember. First is beauty in, in imperfections. Second is um, nothing lasts. So everything fades, right. So nothing lasts. And then third is nothing is permanent. So it's a transient of life, right? So it's like nature. Nature is gloriously beautiful, but at the same time, um, uh, it fades. The, the seasons, you know, in, the, uh, in um, winter, spring, fall, summer, it, you know, everything changes. So it's about that. It's about going with the flow. So, yeah, um, so I felt an aha moment after reading about this. And then with this new way of thinking, I, I was able to slowly embrace the messy parts of life. And in a way, uh, my flaws, I embrace my flaws and then flaws of people that I know as well. So that's how I started with Wabi Sabi. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really interesting. I mean, <laughs> I, I haven't heard of that um, of it being called Wabi Sabi, but it's like, you know, the concepts around imperfection and, uh, and, and embracing that is something that I've uh, somewhat familiar with, but it's, it's a, definitely a hard truth that is hard to accept for a lot of people. And I think that might be common in a lot of American culture where we, we want, you know, everything to be perfect or, or look good or, um, or to, be at our best at all times. So, um, sometimes it is a little hard to say, you know, this isn't perfect and that's okay, you know, or that this isn't going to last and that's okay. Right. Um, it's, it's something, uh, at least from my perspective that I, I might struggle with a little bit, um, being a perfectionist <laughs> myself. So, um, that's, uh, so how did, what, what did you do to kind of, how was that sort of process in embracing that, you know, for yourself personally, like what, what kind of hurdles or struggles did you have to get past, um, in order to, to really like embrace this philosophy? Um, it was, um, when I finally gave myself the permission to just let things be and to let things flow. Um, the pressure was off. You know, I um, I started to slow down, you know, in um, the way I think. You know, I, I, I 
coming from the corporate world where, you know, it's about urgency, speed, uh, being urgent in your work, um, uh, doing more, right? Expecting more, uh, wanting to have more. So with Wabi Sabi, I was telling myself, it's okay to be good enough. You know, it's okay to be good enough. And just showing up, even if I don't have uh, everything right, you know, I don't have everything uh, in place. And of course, it doesn't mean about letting go. It doesn't mean, you know, it does, it's not about like you don't care anymore. Everything is imperfect. Let's just live that way. No, right. um, it's about appreciation of the uh, not so beautiful things and the beautiful things, right? It's understanding one cannot exist without the other. So yeah, seeing beauty in the old, that's very important for me and the unwanted. So the beauty in the old and unwanted could be people, it could be things. You know, you look at the crack uh, bowl, for example, and you see that crack, uh, maybe for, if you don't practice wabi-sabi, you will see it as, oh, it's cracked, it's useless. But with wabi-sabi, it doesn't see it as useless. It just sees it as, wow, this porcelain bowl has been through a lot. Something must have happened that it was so well used that it was cracked. And then the Japanese, again, know how to take it to another level, and they practice something called Kintsuki, if I'm not mistaken, which is they fill the cracks with gold and it looks even more beautiful. So yeah, that's that. And because I know that nothing is permanent, so I can endure the tough times, but also know that the good times may not always be permanent and last, so I'm prepared for it. And also I speak out more now because I no longer fear that I need to be perfect. And I know that I'm not perfect and I don't need to be perfect. So the removal of uh, the fear of wanting to, oh, the fear of wanting things to be uh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, that That's interesting to me. And like in terms of, you know, being able to speak out more, to communicate more, to express yourself, mm. you know, um, and uh, to put yourself out there in, 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 uh, in a vulnerable state, you know, like, what uh how how did that really show like what does that really mean for you or, or like what are what are some actual things that kind of happened or that you've you know worked through and and where did wabi sabi kind of fit within that yeah so for me personally um i've combined wabi sabi with self love so um with wabi sabi is when you can show up imperfect so despite your past however it has been uh, whatever shame or background that you have had, knowing that um, imperfection is the goal or perfection is not the goal, you can let yourself uh, be free in a sense where don't have you don't blame yourself so much for the flaws that you have. Um, you know that you're human, you have cracks, you have flaws, and then you just show up. And I guess it is interlinked with a little bit of... Um, the vulnerability as well, you know, of being human, um, of um, that we don't need to be shiny all the time. So your story, um, your past, your experience, however bad they may have been, is your story. And with Wabi Sabi, you know that there is beauty in the, I wouldn't say ugliness, I just said beauty in the mess, 
beauty in the chip yeah. uh, porcelain. Yeah. So seeing that. Yeah, I, I I was I was I guess I was asking a little more around like how what that what are the specific things that happened within your or how has it helped you specifically in your life? Oh. Like, um, you know, you've, you you mentioned earlier that you've gone through a pretty hard transition and like mm. you know having to oh. uh, to go through that experience. But um, yeah, how, how is it? What is something more tangible or, or uh, something that you could? really express uh that that has helped you i think uh, i'm i now reach out and make friends um even though i know i mean i don't expect anything in return uh anymore because i know uh that nothing is permanent right in the sense where uh the, the attachment part to things that i had before uh, is no longer there doesn't mean I don't want uh, things, but let's say I, I used to worry a lot about how do I sound to other people? How do I come across? Um, but now I just express myself and I don't really think about how am I going to be received because I realized that um, I only am responsible for me. I'm not responsible for other people, how they react and how they react is usually from their perspective, right? And I learned not to take things personally anymore. I don't know how to explain this. Um, it's, um, of course, Wabi Sabi is about embracing imperfections. So I'm more, uh, I also embrace the imperfection in others. Less judgmental, I would say. That's how, And it has helped in my relationship in the sense where even in uh, putting myself out there, I would say that's the biggest thing. Yeah. yeah. Putting myself out there. Right. That's the big change. I mean, if you have asked me to do this blog, Wabi Sabi, sharing my story, uh, or even reaching out to people to be on podcasts or accepting to be on podcasts, it's probably not something I, it's probably something I would shy away from before I knew I came across this uh, Wabi Sabi. Yeah. Because you want to present a perfect ex, uh, a perfect persona right to people yeah yeah so yeah so so that that's mm. that is inspiring to hear that like that mm. helped you you know uh get out of your comfort zone in a lot of ways you know for you to want to you know really synthesize and, and communicate all the thoughts that you have and experiences that you had, um, and not let, you know, other people's perceptions or values get in the way of, of you being you. So yeah. that's, that's cool to hear. Cause I think that's something that is for me personally, right? Like, I think, I think it's hard to embrace a little more, um, you know, this, this idea of perfectionism is still, very big within my life for, for wanting to be like in a lot of different ways and like for both myself, but how other people will perceive me and like, um, you know, how, how that will influence the, the rest of my future and like what kind of work that I can get, you know? And like, so, so there is a certain part cause I, I resonate with, you know, what you said of, you know, not, um, I can't remember exactly what words you said, but, you know, not mm -hmm. caring about what other people 
you know, uh, say about you or, or society how, expectations. Yeah. Like not, yeah. not uh, worrying about how people are receiving you, but at the same time, I think there's an importance of, um, being socially aware of how other people are receiving you. Yes. Yes. Right? Like not letting that, like it's a balance of not caring, but also not being ignorant. <laughs> so, um, I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, so it, th- I think that's kind of the struggle and, and is there, yeah. How do you kind of balance that? Well, um, I'm going to try to pick my tips from something that I wrote a while back, which is the power of non-attachment. Um, so non-attachment is a way of thinking that you built as well, um, which is a bit similar. I mean, it's a close relative of wabi-sabi, meaning you know that nothing lasts, right? You know nothing is permanent. So um, it doesn't mean you don't care. It doesn't mean you you don't care about other people's opinions or, you know, um, you just uh, do what you want. And it, you know, it doesn't matter. But no, the power of non-attachment is about giving you the power, giving the power uh, back to yourself and not to others. And it's about um, doing your heart desire. You know, if you don't hurt anyone, you do your heart's desire. And whether you get the results that you want, uh, the feedback, the applause, it doesn't matter. You will still continue to do it. So it's about being confident enough about yourself and your ability uh, to push through regardless of the results. So to give a more tangible example is I started Wabi Sabi Happy Life um, and um, I will continue to do it because it's a passion project of mine. If I don't get enough um website visitors. I don't get enough likes. I don't have any clients. I don't have, uh, nobody reads my blogs. It doesn't matter because the joy is in the doing for me. And that joy is important to me. So the results, whether it's positive or negative, um, it doesn't matter, right? Because it's what is positive, what is negative anyway? Would you say if you have changed someone's life, is that not good enough? Would, if you have, you know, how do you, quantify things so it's about caring but not over caring until it uh, debilitate you or something yeah that's the word so it's caring but not over caring so send out that email you know Uh, send out the email that you want to send but don't hold on to it so tight like every day you're checking your email inbox to see whether there's a reply send it out your intention is set out and let it be of course, you follow up if you need to follow up. But if you keep following up and it's still a no, I think that is an answer already. And you move on. It's not about you as a person. It's just as is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so I, I definitely take in, <laughs> you know, not wanting to take things personally or become too attached to uh, to what you do. Mm-hmm. Um. And again, it's always, that's always the hardest part, you know, of, uh, you know, when, when so much of what we, we do in our behaviors are, um, kind of, so much of our identity is a result of what we do. Right. And Mm -hmm. who we are is what we do. So it's like, um, how, how do you, not get so attached to 
something, a piece of work that you put out there, for example, like, you know, for if, if I were to, I, I also have a blog and this podcast as well and want to get into YouTube mm-hmm. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So in terms of, you know, creating content, um, without it, uh, you know, be taking, let's see, not, not getting attached to the content is, is always the hardest part because like you're, that's your piece of work. That's who, mm. that's who you are. So is that something that you ever thought of or, or like, how did you get either past that or, or think about mm. that in a, in a different way? Yeah. Um, it's a practice, Victor, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're yeah. human beings, we have feelings. <laughs> sure, exactly. So it's, it's a practice to retrain your your, your brain actually to retrain your mind. I never realized this, but actually, you know, um, we have thoughts, so many thoughts every day and it's repetitive, you know, it doesn't serve. Some of the thoughts don't serve us. So it's training your brain and telling yourself, uh, you know, when you feel anxious about the results or, or of your, of your work, right. It's training yourself and ask yourself this. Did you have joy in producing that work? Did you have fun? You know, uh, did it bring it, you joy? I would say, bring you joy when you were doing the work. If the answer is yes, I think that's not, you know, time is not wasted. Energy is not wasted because, you know, what is everyone seeking these days? They're seeking for more fulfillment. Like, you know what you said, you, that's what you help your client with. You're seeking, people are seeking for more joy. So, you know, if your work can give you that, regardless of the, whether you get, the viral article or the ex, no, the applause or the the, uh, the number of likes. Train your mind to tell yourself that it doesn't really matter in the end. Because remember what Bhutabi said, it's not permanent, nothing lasts, right? But if you have garnered joy from doing that work, I think that speaks a lot already. Yeah. So for me, it's the joy. It's the message that I cannot not share. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's, so now that's kind of taps into a little bit of my favorite topic around emotional mm-hmm. intelligence, you know, like being able to identify with, you know, a certain, with, with your own emotions and what that means for you. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, rather than, uh, living in a way of other people's, you know, expectations i guess but Mm. it's more so like how do you really feel about that you know are you having fun with it are you having more joy from it because again so it's interesting now blending these two together because in wabi sabi is like you know nothing lasts like what other people's uh, either hate comments or criticism or whatever it's probably Mm. not gonna last you know that's Mm -hmm. not permanent either and Mm. but as long as you had joy and fulfillment in what you were doing you know that's all that matters you know Mm -hmm. you can't get caught up in having an expectation or uh or 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 like based our value on whatever is that outcome um Mm -hmm. so it's yeah so it's interesting bringing these two together uh, in in emotional intelligence and wabi-sabi like uh Maybe a, a question then here is, you know, what, what does emotional intelligence mean for you? I'm always curious on like what, because everybody has a different definition and different idea of it. So, um, mm. yeah, what does, okay. that, what does that mean for you? Yeah, I mean, um, I've thought about it and I think um, EQ for short yeah. for me means um, the ability 
to see the point of view and pain from another person, despite not having been through similar experience or come from similar background. No. So in one word, empathy. Mm -hmm. That's EQ for me. Yeah. Cool. Uh, is that uh, too short? <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, it's not. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. <laughs> no, I think bad with that. Yeah. I think that it is definitely a big part of that as well. And so, um, how does your experience in, you know, learning about Wabi Sabi and like working with, uh, clients or working with people influence your idea of EQ then in terms of empathy? Like where, where is that sort of intersection you think? EQ and Wabi Sabi, how do they intersect? Yeah, um, yeah. Hmm, that's a very deep question. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I need to really think about it. Yeah. Um, if I have to be, uh, up, I mean, honest, uh, I would say um, because EQ, it's very is emotions, right? So um, with Wabi Sabi, it's more about the way you think. Mm. I mean, in many ways, it's, it, it could, wabi-sabi can sound brutal because it's, look, nothing lasts, nothing is permanent, and look, appreciate the imperfect, right? So it, it's very, like, uh, straight to the point, yeah. you know? Whereas EQ is about, uh, I don't know, actually, you, can you give me a good definition of EQ? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Um I mean, I, I, I like your definition, right? It's it's being able to understand other people's point of view. Um, <laughs> and um, for, for me, I, I see EQ as a way to, you know, identify our emotions and um, really become aware of what that means for, for ourselves, and uh, then be able to better and, and more productively respond to them rather than blindly react and say like, you know, Oh, I'm not having fun with this. I'm not going to, I'm going to quit. Or maybe this person's making me angry and I'm going to rage, you know, like, so being able to be smarter with our emotions to, um, uh, both identify with it and then communicate that properly, uh, to, to others. And, um, I guess how I see that intersect with Wabi Sabi. I, yeah, that is, that is a deep question and maybe <laughs> I haven't really thought too far into yet either, but, um, it's, I, I think in terms of, uh, a perspective shift is where I kind of see some of an intersection, right? Where if you, with emotional intelligence, you see, you have, um, and understanding that maybe your emotions don't also have to be perfect all the time. Maybe you don't have to be like, uh, they also don't last as, as much, right. Even the positive and the negative. Um, and so, uh, to that sense, we don't have to get caught up in like, if we are feeling, stressed about our work that doesn't have to be a permanent thing if we're feeling you know i guess uh unfulfilled in our relationships that doesn't have to be a permanent thing right and um if we're feeling sad or depressed that's okay right because it's just it's imperfect sure but it's not 
um permanent it's not well yeah it's not permanent but it's also not like the i guess just i'm trying to relate that back to the wabi sabi like yeah uh, yeah uh, it's very deep and you know people will look at it differently from you or me yeah. you know you can tell them these are the three um truths of wabi sabi and people will interpret it as they wish to interpret it because sure. they will have you know, they will go through certain issues or, or you know, uh, events in their life and they will apply it the way that makes them, you know, makes it the, the way that makes it work. So we can tell, so the application of it will be very personal for that person. Yeah. 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 That's and the beauty of it, actually. That's exactly <laughs> right. Right. And, and, yeah. And I think that's that's the only way to do it, really, right? Because it's it's the opposite of like telling people like this is what you're supposed to do or what you should do, but mm. it's more so laying a framework of saying like, you know, these are some ideas to think about things mm-hmm. and maybe broaden your perspective, and then you can take in what works or what doesn't. Um, but um, yeah, so it's just, I I just find interest in like kind of merging these two ideas because there there is a lot that even I mean that that's something I think about a lot too is you know uh, there there's so many other philosophies out there ways of thinking and um, rather than sticking with one or or thinking that one is right it's more so like taking in multiple aspects you know taking in different ideas and forming your own out of that so yes. Yeah. yeah. That's um, it, Victor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um so so uh yeah, it's really this is this is cool. I think um do, is there maybe something else what what else would you say for someone who might be interested in at least the concepts of Wabi Sabi and like what what would they how would how would they go about kind of taking in more information about it or what could they like start actually doing to, you know, maybe embrace this philosophy a little more? Mm. I mean, um, Mr. Google is always as helpful as ever. That's how, I mean, I didn't switch Wabi Sabi. I just, I do subscribe to a lot of articles, you know, updates. Uh, and I just got this article about Wabi Sabi. So if you're interested, um, you can just Google and, Plenty of information is out there, and I browse through a lot of them. And basically, the the um, the message is the same. Yeah, um, those, it those started, uh, three three, three cl- concepts yeah. there, right? Yes. Was, three and the third there. one, sorry, can you repeat those three? It's actually um, embrace the imperfection, uh, and then uh, nothing lasts, and then nothing is permanent. Nothing lasts and nothing permanent is quite similar. Yeah, but. Um, I think if people want to find out more about Wabi Sabi and um, they can, it, it, it's there are a lot of books out there as well. Well, not a lot of books. I think there are books. Uh, I think there's one by Beth Kempton called um, Wabi Sabi, uh, and she she is uh, she lived in Japan and she really studied this wisdom. So that book is really useful. Um, although my website, my blog is called Wabi Sabi Happy Life. Um, I infuse it with a lot of self-love. So my articles um, have a lot of uh, concepts of self-love in it. So if it's just for Wabi Sabi, then um, maybe uh, other websites, if you just Google, would be 
most suited for that. But I really want to share this message. Uh, it's not from me. It's from a writer, uh, someone called Robin Griggs Lawrence. Um, and I think uh, he wrote about Wabi Sabi in a either a website or a ma- magazine called Natural Home. So you see, it's from a static viewpoint, right? But he said, or she, Robin could be he or she, um, bringing wabi-sabi into your life doesn't require money, training, or special skills. It takes a mind quiet enough to appreciate muted beauty, courage not to fear emptiness, willingness to accept things as they are, without ornamentation. It depends on the ability to slow down, to shift the balance from doing to being, and to appreciating rather than perfecting. I think that's beautiful. I mean, this person could say it better than you know than me. Right. So yeah. So yeah. No, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. It's just that to you know to to doing. I mean, to being than doing and appreciating rather than perfecting because. Human beings, you know, we have this uh, natural inclination to improve on things, to make things better. I mean, it's a good trade, but sometimes maybe you just have to let things be. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's definitely a lot of um, uh, mindful peace that comes from that. So yeah, um, I think there's. I think people are more and more willing to embrace and and trying to to seek out. Um, but always obviously easier said than done to implement because there's fast paced world that we're in, you know, everything always has to be better or like progress or, um, and whatnot. But what I wanted to also ask about is how to, how to, how to use these concepts to improve our relationships with, uh, ourself, because you you say that you you talk about wabi sabi and in how that relates mm. to self love as well, um, mm. because you know I think for me personally again I, that's something um, I struggled with a little bit mm. growing up and you know uh, having a lot of my value in what I do. Um, and and how I like uh, show up or 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 um, how other people perceive me, um, you know this this Wabi Sabi concept is interesting because it it does help me see a lot more of you know everybody has their own problems and insecurities or vulnerabilities. It's not not everyone is perfect, and that's that is relieving to say that I'm not alone. Um, but at the same time, it's still hard to really say that, like, that these insecurities that I have or vulnerabilities are, uh, are, are worthy or like are, what's the word kind of, it's, it's hard to really say and appreciate myself even with them still. Mm. Um, but I think that's the point of the Bobby Savi concept is to accept that maybe, but, um, how I, how did like, how do I see that practically? How do I like get, how do I, how do I really, mm. <laughs> how do I really yeah. embrace that? You know, I don't know you gotta you got want one. to embrace it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta, um, you know, 
it may not be wabi-sabi. It could be another um, way of thinking that appeals to you. Because ultimately, um, it has to appeal to you. It has to sink in deep with you, right? Um Maybe because to understand it intellectually, it's very different from feeling it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I'm going to say this, okay, and I'm, uh, I think this is my point of view, and I think it comes with time. It comes with uh, aging. <laughs> it is. Um, I probably. I mean, I, I'm guessing here, but I think you are in your early twenties. Uh, late twenties, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a, a baby face for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I can tell you the same thing, Victor. When I was in my early twenties or late twenties or even early thirties, I'm in my forties now, where it was in the doing. It was, you know, um, it was about uh, results. You know, it was about ambition. And to get me no wrong, I mean, ambition is great. You know, ambition is what makes you want to improve, makes you want to be better. Um, but if you ever find yourself one day just tired of it all, or one day you just think that, you know what, I need a rest, and then come and think about Wabi Sabi, you know? Because it may be not suited at this point in time. You know, maybe you need need a new philosophy or a different philosophy at this point in time. But we are changing, we are evolving. So maybe later down the, the track, it would sink in for you. Took me 40 years plus to get this to sink in. <laughs> so yeah. it's not a, 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 an overnight thing. A, overnight thing. And do you, I don't embody Wabi Sabi uh, all the time. I, you know, I, I still think that sometimes, you know, when my toddler throws a tantrum, it's going to be permanent <laughs> or that I'm going to have, you know, this little dictator with me for the rest of my life and I'll never have freedom anymore. So you see, I I understand it, but sometimes like you said, emotions, they are so powerful that it just makes you think, Oh my God, you know, I'm stuck, but it's knowing that it's there. And it's, I think what, what ultimately, I think the biggest thing Wabi Sabi has done for me is self-acceptance. It's telling me, you know what? The house is in the mess. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I don't have everything in order in my life. It's okay, mm-hmm. you know? So it's about being being okay with a lot of things not going your way. And that is, uh, free. it frees you. Yeah. And when it really frees you because then you're like, oh, wow, I'm not tied up to, you know, things beyond my control. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to mention too, is just the control aspect. Like you can really, there's only so much you can do about things that are outside of that. Um, so just focus on what you can do and, and, uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Enough. Um, (laughs) I hope that is a little bit clearer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. It's, it's, I, I mean, it's good. I think that's relieving to little to know a little too, right? That th- obviously this is not an overnight thing, and and um, 
you know, maybe this won't work for you now or, uh, but it might in a later time, or maybe again, it's a combination of different ideas that you want to bring together. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's cool to at least hear about this, this concept and then, um, you know, seeing what, what you take out of it. So, uh, appreciate you, you spending the time to, to share that. Um, for, for the little end segment here, I have, uh, just a quick sort of rapid fire, you know, uh, <laughs> stories or experience with five core emotions being a podcast about emotional intelligence. So, um, just, uh, you know, you don't have to feel like you're rushed, but at like maybe quickly kind of share some stories around these five core emotions. So the first being anger, um, what is, what is something that you've recently either felt angry about either personally or within the world? Um, or yeah, what, what have you, what's, what's, uh, something that's caused anger recently for you? Well, when, 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 okay. Um, anger, I was angry when people don't show kindness mm-hmm. or, or they just, I'm angry at rude people. I would say where, um, you greet someone and they just ignore you. Uh, or and or I mean that's okay because I have the power of non-attachment. But it's when you did nothing wrong and they scolded you. I mean to give you an idea, I, I was walking down this path near my house and it was a public path, and this grumpy senior citizen just told me off and said you shouldn't walk this way, and that was out uncalled for and that was out of the blue, and he was wrong. So I was angry about that because mm-hmm. um, the person was being unkind and rude. To me and my son, actually, yeah. So yeah. That's- well, that's it. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, especially when there was no uh, basis for for that anger or for that yeah. rudeness. Yeah. It's, yeah, that can definitely be angry. <laughs> um, how about sadness? Um, yeah. Well, I recently just read a. I didn't read the whole news, but I read the headline where a a grandpa dropped his grandson or granddaughter into the sea from a cruise ship accidentally. So the toddler died. And sadness these days, um, I'm easily brought to sadness when there are uh, sad news about kids because being a mom now, uh, it just hits close to heart. Yeah, Anything with with, uh, the abuse or, you know, um, the mistreatment of kids, yeah, that brings sadness too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're, they're the future, right? So it's like, yeah. And they're so uh, innocent. They're powerless. Yeah. They're so powerless. And mm. you know, it's really sad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How about uh, fear? Can I be honest with you? I don't have a lot of fear. Um, I'm, I'm trying to now see anger, sadness. I, I'm pretty fast. Fear. I'm trying to think. Um, Fear. <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe I. Okay, then I have this one. Maybe recently I had a dream that my husband passed away, <laughs> and then uh, it was a dream, but I felt a lot of fear in 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 that dream. Yeah, mm. but when I woke up, it was there. I was like, oh, thank God, yeah. because <laughs> it, it felt so real. The dream was so real. Right. So yeah, fear. Fear is fear and like being <laughs> alone. You mean like or no, lose 
just losing someone. Yeah. 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 Losing someone. Yeah. Sure. Um, disgust. Disgust. Uh, I'm disgusted by the pollution in the, mm-hmm. in, 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 the, in, in our world, the, 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 the plastics, um, the throwing of rubbish. You know, they are, they are designated places to throw rubbish. Please use them. But I just see people litter. Even in Switzerland, which is so clean. I mean, it's a very clean country, you know, uh, because we have lots of rules. But just today I saw a post by someone that I, uh, in a group about how she had to collect rubbish, plastics from the beach or the lake that she just went to. And it was crazy. People just don't appreciate envir- our world and the nature and our environment protected. So I'm disgusted by the behavior of polluters, I would say. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that sparks anger for me too, actually. It's you know, like, <laughs> anger for you. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, disgust is up there, but yeah, you know, yeah. for, for people just not to be socially aware or environmentally aware, not socially, um, just, yeah, spatially aware is what the word was. Um you know, cognizant of how, where you're living and like, would mm. you treat your own house that way? No, you know, probably not. Yeah. I would hope. I mean, um, there is a proper place to dispose of, you know, your rubbish. Yeah. You just use them, you know? Yeah. So that's, I would say, polluters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then lastly is joy. Um, what makes, what brings you joy or either what mm. are you excited about in the world or, um, yeah. Um, the world probably. Or I'm within just, yourself too. Yeah, personally. I would say my uh, my family, my my son brings me joy. You know, uh, it's challenging, but he, it's just this little human being that is um, part of you, and and hearing him calling your name—that's joy. Mm-hmm. You know, is uh, being wanted and needed by someone that it's so adorable (laughs) so i think i wouldn't say motherhood is joy but i would say um being near my son is joy he 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 is joy yeah that's that's great to hear you know you're very familial which is great (laughs) (laughs) food comes second (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) so if there's no son there's food then maybe husband no husband is also right at the list but yeah (laughs) Yeah, no, food is definitely, that's super up there. Um, Well, fun, cool. Uh, Thanks for sharing all that and and spending the time to be on the podcast and to talk about these (laughs) pretty, pretty deep things. And uh, we had asked a lot of questions and um, (laughs) it was at least fun to, to, to talk through this with you. And then, um, I guess lastly, I can give you the floor a little bit. Like, what are you currently working on now, or what are you looking forward to or doing in the future, or what kind of projects are you doing? Ah, well, um, I'm working on a uh, download. Um, it's basically how um, to embrace your imperfection. So it's very, very close to Wabi Sabi. So I'm still working on it, and it's going to be a uh, download. Uh, without even putting your email in, you know, people like to do options to say, so I'm like thinking, no, just download it and use it as you wish. So that will be soon ready in the next uh, one to two months. <laughs> uh, I already, um, then um, I do offer programs. I, I'm moving away from coaching 
per se. Like I mentioned, it's more about uh, owning your story about who you are. Um, all my programs are infused with self-love and wabi-sabi. So um, just go to wabi-sabi-happylife.com to take a look. And um, I think that's about it for now. Yeah. And um, I'm very happy that uh, through the work that I have been doing, I get to meet people like you, Victor, you see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I'm very happy that um, there are more Asian coaches now, uh, you know, doing coaching work, uh, being a um, proponent of mental health, because I always believe that, you know, um, mental health is so, so important. So, so important as, you know, it needs to be top priority, actually. I mean, you, you know, we, we, we do physical exercise and everything, but we never think about training our, our mind, or, you know, or right. even emotions. Yeah, so we need to maintain it. And we, we need to really upkeep it, I would say, as well. Just like how you would do for your body. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I, I also say that myself a lot too, right? It's like we're, it's like it being... We have a physical fitness trainers, but no emotional fitness trainers. Uh, mm. And and it's it's hard to do that, though, because it's easy to say, hey, lift this dumbbell or this weight, you'll get stronger. You can't necessarily have something um, as as sort of tangible or as like uh, real in, with our emotions. Um, yeah. But again, you know, it's it's finding what works for you. And I guess actually within physical training, you know, just because you do push-ups doesn't mean you'll also be big and buff in e- either, right? So there's not just like one way to do something. Mm, there's other yeah. ways to uh, to to exercise that works for you. So anyway, yeah. that's a whole different topic. But uh, appreciate you saying that because I think that's I forgot that I, um, maybe we could do round two or something. <laughs> but like you know, the the whole Asian Asian American or yeah, just Asian in general uh, and our priority around mental health is somewhat lacking so um it has to do the culture huh yeah it you know but what i always find interesting not not to extend this too long we already kind of tried to end the segment but i yeah. wanted to add this to like um with uh because you know with all these like japanese philosophies here that you you know mm. and and uh it within a lot of yeah, I'm Chinese, so I have a lot of that Chinese, like, uh, you know, there are some values there, what I hear about in terms of, like, Buddhism and, um, you know, this meditation and um, and then within other cultures, you know, like yoga. and So, like, there's a lot of practices around maintaining our mental health, but for some reason, I don't know if it's an American thing or Asian-American thing because I haven't lived in Asia, but, um, you know, it, it seems that there still isn't a, uh, a, a comfort around being able to express these deeper vulnerabilities mm. as, as yeah. Asians. Um, is that I think something you experience? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, in America, at least, you, you know, it, it, there is some, breakouts here and there you know um through comedy of course yeah right <laughs> i see that you know ellie wong Mindy Callen. um but i think in asia asia i think there's still a stigma 
mm-hmm. around mental health. They, I mean, um, the suicide rates are increasing, depression, uh, anxiety, you know, it's there, but nobody talks about it because of the stigma, I would say. And that is why we need people like you or people like me to be brave enough to share our story, uh, to, to share the message, right? When people, when other agents see other agents doing it, then it slowly will change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I appreciate you doing this too then. And, um, yeah. It's really cool to connect here, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I really, really appreciate this time. <laughs> for yeah. having me. Thanks, Victor, for having me. Really, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the Human Up podcast and my interview with Kendra Lee. I hope this was at least a good intro to the the philosophy of Wabi Sabi. And like we mentioned in there, uh, this is not a one size fits all sort of thing. And and actually nothing is a one size fits all thing. So you don't have to agree with everything in this, but if there are some parts that you can agree with or do agree with, you know, don't be afraid to take that in and maybe combine it with other ideas or other philosophies or beliefs that you may have and and to create your own i do want to hear from you though if there's anything that resonated with you or that you could take away to apply in your life i'd really love to hear about it and and see how this helps people otherwise make sure you follow and subscribe to this podcast on whatever streaming platform you're listening to to get updates on new episodes you can also subscribe to my email list at victorlung.com slash subscribe to get updates of my blog and podcast episodes. And I am going to start making videos as well. So keep an eye out for that. When you subscribe, you'll also get the 11 exercises that I've collected to jumpstart your own journey in developing your emotional intelligence as well to help you slow down, find peace of mind and clarity in yourself and in what you want to do and how to improve your relationships. If you're interested to work with me one-on-one on your own personal development and to help you improve your emotional intelligence, you can find me at victorung.com to schedule a free 45-minute call for us to get to know each other and also actually work through something on that call so that you can get a little more familiar with how I work and what it would be like to work together on a more dedicated basis. So again, find all of that at victorong.com. Make sure you follow and subscribe to this podcast and I will talk to you next Monday.